Hello, London, and anyone, everyone listening in right now. Welcome to God's Dear Child. I'm your host, Lanry Anasanya, lead pastor, Spirit Life Christian Center, right here in London, Ontario. Today, we will be continuing what we talked about last week, the importance of faith, hope, and love. Our text again, 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. Now abide these three, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Yes, I didn't forget. I will tell you why. Love is the greatest. That's as we move on. Maybe today, maybe not, but just stay tuned. These three, they are not just um they're not just virtues. They're these are forces. These are forces with which we win. These are forces with which we fight battles in this life. If you look around everywhere, you would see there's depression, there's bitterness. People are giving up. People are giving up on themselves. People are giving up on people. People are giving up on God. And, and, and this is it, all right? It's because of the tactics of the enemy. And the Bible says we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. One of the things he loves to do is to distract with depression. He just lets you see. Remember when Jesus was walking on water and then he said to Peter, well, Peter asked him, if it is you, ask me to come. I mean, should Jesus say, no, don't come? It was Jesus. He had to say, come. All right, Peter, come. Peter steps out of the boat onto the water straight to Jesus. He, he took a couple of steps on the water. Hey, yay, miracle. But suddenly, Peter looks at the wind. He figures out this wind could drown me. And then he begins to drown. Funny part is this. The wind was already uncomfortable, so their sailing was stalled, okay? So wind was already not good. But Peter stepped underwater, not because he looked at the wind, but because he looked at Jesus and believed the word Jesus spoke to him. But like it happens in every instance, the devil comes to sidetrack us, to distract us. And Peter took his eyes off and then looked at the wind. Glory to God. I'm, I'm happy Jesus was right there to pull him out, all right? I'm glad about that. And I'm happy you and I have the Word of God and the Spirit of God and community of believers, if you have any, or programs like this, stations like this, to pull you right back out. Why? Because we, we need that. Sometimes we look too far at what's happening all around, what's happening on the media, war going on. All right, gas prices jumping, things are not smiling right now, but God has a plan. God would see us through. How are we going to go through that? With faith, with hope, and with love. We spent a bit of time on hope last week, and I trust it's getting clearer. But I want to read a very wonderful verse in Ephesians chapter 2, from 11 into 12. It says, Wherefore, remember, that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision by what is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That's eleven twelve now. 
says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. I, I, I love to read verses like this and then put them in reverse. So let's see verse 12 again. It says, at that time, meaning before we knew Jesus, right? At that time, we were, you and I were, number one, without Christ. So, which leads to the rest of the list, right? We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers from the covenants of promise. We had no hope. We had no God. But let's reverse it. It means now that we have Christ, we are no more aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, but we're now sharers and partakers of the covenant, commonwealth. And then it says we're strangers from the covenant of promise. No, now because of Christ, we've been brought into the covenant of promise. We didn't have hope. So now we have hope. And then now we have God, meaning anyone in Christ, you have hope. You have hope. I'm going to say that like three more times to you. You have hope. You're not hopeless. Jesus did not leave you alone. You're not abandoned. You might not see any physical help around you, but as someone called the Holy Spirit in John 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, John 14 and 16, and he will give you another helper that he will stay with you forever. Right where you are listening to me, the Holy Spirit is there with you to help you. If only like Peter, you would once again take your eyes off the wind, take your eyes off the waves and bring your eyes back to the word of God. Because when Jesus pulled Peter out of that water, I am convinced Peter walked back into the boat, okay? He, he, he didn't drown. We know that. And then I don't think Jesus obviously had to carry that man. He must have walked back into the boat. So no matter how far you think you're sinking right now, God's lifeline is reaching out to you saying, you have covenants. You are a partaker of the commonwealth of Israel. Every promise in the Bible that belongs to Abraham, you are now a covenant partaker of all of those promises. So cheer up, cheer up. In this world, Jesus said, there will be tribulations, but you be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world for us. Jesus, he has, Jesus has overcome the world for us. Psalm 27, 13 again, NIV. I remain confident of this, David said. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So we have to have hope. Last week, we talked about two kinds of hope. You could visit the website, our website, and then, you know, just see, listen again, download, share, because faith comes by hearing. Two kinds of hope, natural hope, and that disappoints us. That same way we have two kinds of faith. There's a Thomas kind of faith that says, until I see it, I will not believe it. And I'm sure you might have heard it, or maybe you said it, seeing is believing, right? But that's a low level of faith. That's the natural kind. That's the human everyday, no need for any extra ounce of faith kind of faith. But then there is the Abraham kind of faith. So the way we have two kinds of hope, 
we kind of like have two kinds of faith. Now, we could break them down into many other segments, you know, but we could just stop at two. There's a natural hope, circumstances, promises of people in yourself. And when that is hopeless, God's word gives us new hope. God's word gives us fresh hope. And when the natural, you say, I want to see to believe, then we act again like Abraham. I will believe the word of God. I will believe the word of God. So hope is powerful. Hope keeps us alive. Hope keeps us going. David in the psalm said, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. And I say that to you, child of God. Why are you downcast? Put your hope in God. And again, David in Psalm 103 was telling us, Hey, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Do not forget all of his benefits. And there are very many Psalms. I mean, we generally could call them Psalms of David. We know there's Moses and every other person in there, but generally Psalms of David, all right? But I, I love in Psalm 103, David began to tell his soul, don't forget the benefits of God. You might be in despair right now, but I challenge you. Think of one thing you think God has done for you this year. I'm sure you'll find one, just one. But I'm sure you'll find more than one. Think of the past three years, the past four years. Yes, certain things might have crashed, gone bad, look worse, but you can count his benefits. And like David he could face Goliath because he said, hey, I killed the bear. I killed the lion. This Philistine will be just like one of them. Be encouraged, child of God. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. There's hope for us. There's hope for us in Christ. There's hope not just in heaven, but hope right here. Hope right now. And I'm excited that I'm on this journey with you, that we have this privilege to walk through this together, and strengthen ourselves in faith and in hope and in love. One important thing about love I must say on this episode is that we have to be sure, personally assured about the love of God. In 1 John chapter 4 and the 16th verse, John is saying here that we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. But he begins by saying, we have known it, and we have believed it. Have you known it? Do you believe it? If you don't, it's time to know it. God loves you. John knew this so much. John knew this so much, he personalized it. Remember, 1 John 4, 19 again says, we love him because he first loved us. He first loved us. John knew this so much, he gave himself a nickname. You want to guess what that is? He called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. I mean, he wrote the gospel of John, right? So in John chapter 13, and then the 23rd verse, when they were having supper with Jesus, John said, now there was leaning on Jesus's bosom, one of his disciples whom he loved. I mean, he could have just written, I was leaning on the bosom of Jesus. He didn't write that. He said, one disciple whom Jesus loved. And of course, in John chapter 20, verse 2, when Mary ran back to tell him, hey, he's risen and all, 
Bible says she runs, comes to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher. We know not where they've laid him. Hey, he didn't put his name in there again. And then John 21 verse 20. Then Peter, turning about, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following, when he also, who, which also rather, leaned on the breast, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, who is it that will betray you? So we see three instances here where John could have just said, me, I, it was me, I was the guy. He just said, well, there's one guy, you know, you don't need to know his name, but it's just a guy that Jesus really loves so much. That was him. And that's you. But you, like 1 John 4 and 16 again says, you've got to know it. You've got to believe it. John knew this. John believed it. He knew that God loves him. You've got to know. John 3.16 isn't just that evangelical verse that we preach to people so they could be born again. And then when we get born again, we become confused about it. For God so loved the world. So we tell it to the world. Now, yes, you are not in the world. You're in the church. Maybe you still are confused about where you belong, but you've confessed him as your Lord. He loves you. He loved you when you never knew him. Would he love you less now that you know him? You've got to know and believe the love that God has for you. So once again, faith comes by hearing. Please, you could download this message and get any other information you want about me. Reach out, contact and our church by visiting www.solcc.ca. So till I come your way again next week, remember that you are God's dear child and victory belongs to you. Bye-bye.